Hi, you're listening to Drinking with Framley. I'm your classy co-host, Mari. And I'm your sassy co-host, Lala. So let's go ahead and introduce our guest. Who do we have today, Mari? Um, we have our cousin, William. His girlfriend, his girlfriend, Chloe. Hey, hey. And John's returning from last week. Nice, nice. I'm just here so I won't get fined. What do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke. You, you just. What are you two sipping on, Chloe and William? Some Trulies. I got the original lemonade. And mine's a black cherry lemonade. Ooh, you guys like those? I've seen them, but I'm really weird about seltzer. So. I love them, and I hate claws. So. And I'm not a big drinker, so. I really anything, and this is what she drinks. So I favorite too. How about you, Maria and John? What are you guys sipping? We have some Florida locals because we're we. I mean, we're close to Tampa, so we're obviously Buccaneers people for this week. Well, just me for this week. So I have a Florida Avenue Guava and Passion Fruit Berlin Berliner Weiss, which is. Uh, it's it's a brewery that started in Tampa, Florida Avenue is a street, like a big street in Tampa. And then Three Daughters Brewery, Florida Orange IPA, which is the only IPA I'll drink because it doesn't taste like IPA. And this is also uh, kind of Tampa local. It's St. Petersburg. So or for anybody that doesn't know what IPA is, it's technically beer and grass mixed together and sold to people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> of what it tastes. Um, it tastes I, like when you throw up beer usually, but this one doesn't taste like that because the oranges kind of overpower the hops. Yeah, it tastes like when you throw up orange juice. Is that what Exactly, thank you. John, yeah. is that what you're drinking? I, I'm drinking a guava and passion fruit Florida Avenue beer, but uh, we, yeah, I came down and I stole hers. I, I said, all right, well, I, I have some of these. How about uh, you give me one of those? I'll give you one of these. So, oh, she's got another one. Okay, wow. All right. I have two. Yeah, I've, I'm, this one's almost empty. I didn't want to be opening my beer on, on camera. So. Yeah. What do you yeah. drink? Anyway, but I'm just drinking um, Corona and lime. Like, literally, this is kind of my go-to when I just want to kick back. Well, I don't really do much. So, yeah. Anyway. This podcast today, we're going to do something a little fun, and we're trying not to say the word Super Bowl, so that's my first time saying it, and hopefully my last time, but so that's what the theme is going to be around for this one, and we decided to have William and Chloe on, because William it is a former, what is your former position? I know nothing about football, so I apologize. <laughs> well, I played running back. For sure, for sure. Oh, so you, you caught the ball, William. You were like one of the guys that ran and caught it. Yeah, I did catch it sometimes, but I mostly just uh, they handed it off to me. And I would just run. Oh, I was thinking of wide receiver. I'm kind of slow sometimes. <laughs> I did play a little wide receiver too, though. Um, but um, I think we should drink every time someone says the word. SB? Super Bowl? Yes. Go ahead. Yes. Oh. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get – the Super Bowl. F oh, darn. We're going to get to the SB fun facts. You know, Mariah is going to give us a little bit of like history, like some fun things that maybe people don't know. I'm one of those people. So go ahead, Mari, take it away. All right. So to start off, um, the game was created as part of a merger agreement between the National Football League 
and its rival, the American Football League in 1966. Also, most of these facts, pretty much all these facts are from Wikipedia, so uh, that's important. I don't wanna, you know, plagiarize. Uh, it was agreed that the two championship teams in each division would go head to head in an annual world championship game with the two leagues until the merger was complete in 1970. So the first ever Super Bowl was played uh, January 15th, 1967 in Los Angeles, California, where the Green Bay Packers stomped the Kansas City Chiefs 35-10 and tickets ran around $12 and a 30 second commercial was around $42,500. So after the merger, each league was redefined as a conference, which is why we have the AFC and the NFC instead of uh, like, cause it used to be the NFL and the AFLs, but now they're each conferences and then the NFL is just the name of the whole league now. And the game is now played between the conference champions to determine the league champion. The Patriots and the Steelers have the most championship titles with six each. And the Patriots, however, have the most game appearances with 11. This year's game will be played at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. Uh, this is the first time in the history of the game that the team hosting it is playing in it. Ticket prices vary, but the lowest I've seen was around $4,500 and the highest was around $15,000. And a 30 second commercial costs $5 million today. Which is very So it's kind of, <laughs> what did you say? So accurate, like I was just saying like we, you know, learn that in our classes, like typical ways to like target people and, you know, essentially make like over $5 million on these, you make all this money back, you spend it and you make it. Yeah. So uh, since we're talking about like Super Bowl commercials, the. Oh, she needed a drink. The, um, <laughs> the, uh, this year's halftime artist is the weekend. And the artists are actually not paid a single dollar for the halftime show, which I, I don't think anybody, like most people probably don't know that. But yeah, they're not paid to, to perform in this end the game. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy, right? I would not, I wouldn't do any free, free stuff for anybody. Um, so just a few facts about each of the teams. Um, the Buccaneers are based in Tampa, Florida. They're owned by the Glazer family and they play their home games at Raymond James Stadium. They joined the NFL in 1976, which was post-merger. So it was the entire, how it is today. It wasn't the AFL and the NFL separated um, and played their first season in the AFC West division, but they switched conferences and divisions with the Seattle Seahawks prior to the 1977 season becoming part of the NFC Central division. During 2002, there was a league realignment that joined the Buccaneers with three NFC West teams to form the NFC South, where they remain today. Uh, John Gruden led the team to their first and last Super Bowl victory in 2003, beating the Oakland Raiders. I'm sure John's still salty about that. And today, the head coach is Bruce Arians. <laughs> and today, the head coach is Bruce Arians. And this is only their second Super Bowl appearance. So technically, they've never lost. Also, the quarterback this year is Tom Brady for the Buccaneers. And I'm going to take a drink before I go on to the Chiefs facts. It's just crazy to me that he's not retired yet. Like, I feel like, oh, my goodness, he's so old. But he's doing it. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Um, so the, the Chiefs are based in Kansas City, Missouri. <laughs> 
They're owned by the Hunt family, who's actually, <laughs> and they uh, they home by the they're owned by the Hunt family, and they play their home games at Arrowhead Stadium. They were founded in 1960 as the Dallas Texans by Lamar Hunt. So the same family, the same family that started them. It, like even though Lamar Hunt has since passed, his his son took ownership and of the team, and they played for the AF the AFL. So that was this was pre merger. They relocated to Kansas City in 1963 and, and were renamed to the Kansas City Chiefs. They joined the NFL as part of the 1970 merger and have remained in the AFC West ever since. They won three AFL championships in 1962, 1966, and 1969. They won two Super Bowl championships, one in 1970 by, led by Hank Stram and beating the Minnesota Vikings right before the merger and the other in 2020, which was last year, led by Andy Reid and beating the San Fran 49ers. The quarterback is Patrick Mahomes and the age gap of Patrick Mahomes and uh, Tom Brady is 18 years and 45 days, which is the largest age difference between two starting quarterbacks in the history of the game. That's interesting, actually. Definitely. Um, so now we're just going to ask William a few questions about his experience with football and basically watching football and yeah. So William, who's your NFL team? If you want. Uh, the Saints. The, the Saints. Saints. Yep. Chloe, do you, do you have a team, Chloe? Honestly, I grew up in a house of girls, so, um, we didn't really watch football, but ever since I started dating William, I'm just a Saints fan now. I feel that. John? Uh, my NFL team? Uh, well, yep. I used to, I grew up a Raiders fan, but uh, they abandoned my hometown twice. And uh, so now I root for the Bucks. Yep. Um, so do you guys have any Super Bowl traditions slash superstitions? Not really. I mean, the Saints made it one year back in uh, 2009 or 2010. Mm -hmm. But other than that, they haven't made it. So I haven't really like been interested in watching it. Yeah. I John, feel do you have any I'm always salty because we honestly lose like the game before the Super Bowl every year. So it's like. Sorry I'm about that. Yeah. Well, at least you're John, not. Do you have any. Uh, do you have any traditions, John? I like to eat chicken wings and drink beer. You know, big surprise. Is that like real? Like ever... no, yeah, not... the the amount of chicken wings consumed during the Super Bowl is insane. I definitely found the stat, and I definitely didn't write it down. So I feel like I don't have any superstitions, but like I definitely just like to see like all of the ads. I like to see the halftime show, and that's about it. Like you know, I'm not. I don't know anything about football, but. If the Packers made it, I think I'd pay attention just because, like, we're from Wisconsin, et cetera, you know. So I think, you know, just like Chloe, like, I kind of grew up in a household where I really didn't – where there was more women. We didn't really care about stuff like that. But then Papa, I guess, did, like – I mean, I grew up in the same kind of household that you grew up in, but I we both grew up around our grandpa, and he was, uh, like – pay attention enough. <laughs> <laughs> And we grew up watching William and Khalil play football. So, I mean, it, I've always been interested because of that. 
kind of did our own sports and stuff too. So it's not like, unfortunately, I wish I could, but I didn't get to see every game. But speaking of, you know, when you were playing, William, did you have any like pregame or postgame rituals? Like, is there something that, you know, you guys did before game and after? We always said this prayer, which I honestly forgot. And I apologize for forgetting. I am not religious, but. Okay, that's okay. Um, John, what about, John, did you guys have any pregame or postgame rituals? Uh, yeah, we, I mean, same as William. We we usually said a prayer before and after the game. Um, it, if there was something going on in somebody's life, you know, something special, then we'd probably include that, talk about that, you know, but me, I'm not a superstitious person, so not really. Yeah. Uh, what, you know, we didn't ask you, John, what position did you play? Same as William. I, I, I played a lot of different positions, you know, um, when, when you're younger, they are still trying to kind of figure out what you are good at. And also, I don't know about you, William, but at, at different ages, I was at different developmental stages, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I played running back when I was younger, and then later on, they I shifted to quarterback, linebacker, and then eventually settled on tight end. Yeah, I awesome. I pretty much I played wide receiver in youth ball most of the time, and then I switched to running back in high school. So that's pretty much how it went for me, just based off the fact that we didn't pass. Honestly, I think I was better fit for wide receiver. If I'm being honest. Yeah. Do you guys miss it? It's like, what do you do? Like, do you know what wide receiver does? Like, it, it, I'm, I'm a soccer player. So there's forward, there's, you know, there's defense, like, mid. So what is wide receiver? What do you do? Like, they go wide and they catch the ball. So there's, to give you a better answer, there's, you know, every, every offensive position except for the, the line and the quarterback can receive the ball, a forward pass. Wide receivers are the, they're dedicated pass receivers that tend to be out on the wings of, of the field. So closer to the out of bounds. Right. Um, and then you also have slot receivers who tend to line up closer to the line uh, as well as tight ends, which are either butted up against the offensive line, or sometimes they line up at the slot. You see Travis Kelsey Gronk in the, in the past, they would actually line up out wide. Wide is more of a position in the field where you're, where you're lining up. Um, rather than a position itself. So there's receivers and then certain body types, certain people tend to do better at certain positions as a dedicated receiver, if that makes sense. It does, for sure, for sure. Uh, I think Mari, Mari asked you a question. What'd you say? Uh, do, you guys, do you guys miss playing? I do miss playing, honestly. I miss, play, I, I miss playing with my friends, really. And I miss the shape I was in when I played. I feel like not. Do you maybe doing like a adult league? You, are there things like that you get you guys could do? I could try to play semi pro, but I'm not really interested in that. I do. I actually am in a men's basketball league though. Oh, nice, cool. Yeah. I John, do you miss playing? I don't really miss it because when I was younger, I didn't really get injured. You know, or if I did get injured, I. I would have immediately recovered. I had no serious injuries playing, um, but I feel like now being a little bit older, uh, I'd be a lot more liable to get injured. So I walked away while I was still ahead and I'm comfortable with that. I, but 
same as William. I, I miss the shape I was in. I definitely miss the the consistency, the practice, you know, um, the the training, being around people that were like minded, you know, being on a team. I miss those aspects of it. But actually getting hit or laying down hits feels like a roll of dice at this point. Yeah, I. I all right, guys, we are. That's why I miss. Oh, go ahead, Mariah. That's why I miss like basketball. I was gonna say that's why I miss like playing basketball and stuff. It's just because being part of a team was. It was nice to feel like you're part of something, and like. Basketball, but I just was like, I feel like if I would have got the ball, it would have been like, you know, out of my hands. I was. I was. I usually played like the person that rebounds the ball, so (laughs) I didn't really have to worry about that. I just rebound and try to throw it back up real quick, or I pass it. Feel you, feel you, feel you. All right, so we are going to move on. So you guys know who the head coaches are, right? Andy Reid, Bruce Arians for both of the teams that are competing in tomorrow's game. All right, so you clearly know who both quarterbacks are. We just talked about that. We are going to play a game, and it's going to be quarterback who said it, and then it's going to be head coach who said it. So I want you guys – I'm going to say a quote, and I want you guys to guess which – we're going to do the quarterbacks first. I want you guys to guess which quarterback said it, and then the next head coach, and then, you know, we're just going to drink if we get it wrong. Simple as that. All right. taking turns? Are we just shouting it out? Shout it out. I could probably – you know, well, I, I'll ask you guys in a row. So I'll go Mariah, William, John. Well, your screen, like William and Chloe. All right, right. Well, I mean, I don't think you could really do that because it's a 50 50 shot. Um, what does that mean? I think that means after the first person, it's like, all right, well, we know the answer is because they got it wrong. Well, well, maybe they want to like take some influence from you. And if they could do that, they could ha- potentially not have to drink. All right, you ready? Here we go. The quarterbacks that win, those are the quarterbacks that are talked about for being great. Tom Brady. Patrick Mahomes. Chloe. Um, Patrick Mahomes. Okay. I'm going to take a read on that. You're going to do what? These are, we do, these are the quarterbacks first, John. Oh. Yeah. A quarterback said that? Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, Patrick Mahomes. It was Patrick Mahomes. So if you guessed Tom Brady, please take a sip of your drink. All right, you guys ready for the next one? Sometimes getting up in the morning and brushing your teeth is the hardest part of the day. It all just hurts. Tom Brady, because he's old. Any other thoughts? William? He said Tom Tom Brady. Brady. Tom Brady. Oh, Tom Brady. <laughs> All right, it was Tom Brady. Everybody is safe this round. All right, so here's the next one. You can't have a good Thanksgiving meal without a little bit of ketchup on the side. Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, when you said ketchup, I thought you meant, like, catching up with work and stuff. I didn't think of, like, that nasty side that he puts on his steak. Mahomes. All of you guys said that? I yeah. said Tom you said Tom Brady, please, oh. William, Patrick Mahomes. No. I like ketchup. It's so gross, by the way. <laughs> like I like I like ketchup on hot dogs, but don't don't put it on your steak. Thanks. Of course, the guy who likes ketchup plays for the the team owned by the guy that owns a ketchup company. Like 
Well, that makes oh, sense. Oh, Tom Hunt. Uh, oh, I mean, uh, Hunt. That's like Hunt's ketchup. Uh, I said yeah. Tom Hunt. Like, that's a name. I just made the Tom up. All right, next one. Any dog can be aggressive. It's basically the way they're raised. Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to say Tom Brady. Patrick Mahomes. Last chance. Ready? Oh, I said Tom Brady. It was Patrick Mahomes. So if you said Tom Brady, please take a drink. Last one for the quarterbacks. I could talk about food all day. I love good food. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Uh, I feel like we didn't have enough Brady, so I'm going to say Tom Brady. John? Uh, I'm going to say Patrick. All right, guys. It was. Because that is perfectly in line with the kind of thing. Who was it? <laughs> it was <that> one. <laughs> So if you said Patrick Mahomes, take a drink. <laughs> I, I knew who it was. I just wanted to drink more. <laughs> <laughs> These are actually pretty fun to like, you know, get quotes from. All right. We're going to do the head coaches next and then we will move on. So here we go. We're not on vacation. We're down here to play a football game. Andy Reid or Bruce? Down here. Andy Reid. Chiefs one. Uh, I would say Andy Reid too, because Bruce Arians is the coach of the Buccaneers, so they live down here. Oh yeah, right. Right, you're such an animal. I love it. <laughs> but it was Andy Reid. So if you guess Bruce Arians, please take it. I've been with John too long. He he's like taught me to hey. analyze situations. All right, next one. You need some luck here. Say it again. You Talk need – you said Bruce Arians, William? Yeah. What about you, Chloe? The Buccaneers coach. Is that Bruce, Bruce Ari Arians? Bruce Arians. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bruce Arians. It was Bruce Arians. You can, everyone's sitting around in the way. Next one. Come out of the world in four points. Well, you kind of do, but you don't stay there very long. Can you repeat that? I didn't hear you. You were breaking up. For sure. Don't come out of the womb in a four-point stand. Well, you kind of do, but you don't stay there very long. Andy Reid. Um, I'll say Bruce Arians. John? I'm going to go with Bruce Arians. It sounds like something he might say. It was so if you guess Bruce Aaron's, please drink. All right, we just got three more, and they're so funny. Okay, actually two because I look like it looks like I copied and pasted twice. So we have two more. Um, I thought that's what you did. You know, you graduate high school, you went to work. Andy Reid. Yeah, I'm gonna say Andy Reid. Um, I'll say Bruce Arians. John. Andy Reid. It was Bruce Arians. Ryan is the only one safe. Everyone take a drink. All right, last one. I wait. Okay, no, that was it. I copied it a couple of times. Really time. I, I, I got one for you. Since uh, all right, here here's the question or here's the quote. 
No risk it, no biscuit. Aaron Rodgers. Why are you, that's the most, we are not, no. <laughs> I'm going to say Andy Reid. I'll say Tom Brady. Wait, is this the quote for the head coach or quarterback? Which one? Uh, this is this is the the final question, so you you have to pick between one of the four. Patrick Mahomes. Chloe. Oh, um, I honestly forgot. I don't even know. It was a Bruce Arians quote, so you all have to drink. Okay, great. Well, we can all take a drink then. All right, and then I just have two like opinions from people that like think that they know who is gonna win, and then after that, we want your opinion. We want who you guys are thinking is gonna win, what the score might be, and MVP. That's the thing, right, William and John? MVP for <laughs> okay. We were making sure Brian and I were talking earlier, and we're like, we don't even know if that's a thing. I know yeah. it's a thing, but I just wasn't sure if that's like something that comes after or if it's something that they decide during the game. So it's right, right, yeah. right after the game. Right after the game? Oh. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So we have some um, expert opinions from Sports Illustrated. And Albert Breer, who he thinks that the Chiefs are going to do 30, Buccaneers 28, and the MVP is going to be Patrick Mahomes quarterback. And he just says that he thinks Tom Brady is going to play well and the Bucs are going to play well. And he thinks that they might even outplay the Chiefs for the majority of the game. But what happened last year taught him something, not just the Super Bowl, but the playoffs in general. And, and that was Mahomes, who has the ability to erase things the way Brady did when he was at his peak. So last one, Jenny Rentas, she thinks the Chiefs will end with 27 and the Buccaneers 20 and the MVP will also be Patrick Mahomes. And she just says she usually likes to pick the Super Bowl based on a vibe I get from being around the teams before the game. For instance, when Giants arrived in Arizona for Super Bowl XLII, I really don't know what that is. <laughs> um, wearing black suits to mourn the death of the Patriots perfect season. I decided right then I would be picking the underdog to win. XLII, isn't that um, 27? Sure. <laughs> so Mari's going to tell us a little bit about some controversy. Of the, have you guys like heard maybe on social media? Well, uh I think we should uh, talk about everybody else's opinions first. Oh, yeah, what do you guys what do you guys think? Like, I don't know what the score will be, so. I think the Chiefs will win, and I think the score will probably be, like, something like 31 to 24. And I, I yeah. the other one, I thought Mahomes would be the MVP. Everyone thinks Mahomes. Okay. John? Uh, I think the final score will be 38-35. Bucks, and I think the MVP will be Leonard Fournette. For sure. Chloe, do you have an opinion? I, I, don't, I don't know numbers or anything. So, like, I mean, I watch it, but I don't. From what I know, I think the Chiefs will win um, just because I know last year they won the Super Bowl and they're there again. And Patrick Mahomes is, I just know, they get really good quarterback. Yeah. I, but I don't know what the score will be. I think it's going to be a close game. But because Tom Brady is uh, yeah. So let me explain why why I think the running back for the Bucks is going to have himself a game. Um, so the way 
say that you slow Tom Brady down, like the book on him has been written for a long time, is you got to put pressure up the middle of the line to disrupt the timing of his passes. Uh, he's also really good about stepping up in the pocket. So he'll drop back like nine, 10 yards and then step up after he's dropped back, which disrupts the timing of the defensive ends. They usually come around wide, get around wide on the, on their, you know, the blockers. Uh, but by the time they get to where they think Tom Brady is, he's not there anymore. Um, he also is kind of wiggly with his shoulders. So it's hard to get a hand on him. Uh, the thing is the chiefs are missing. Um, some some core players right they're they're missing i think two of their starting tackles so the tackles are um or i'm sorry not the tackles the guards so the guards are the is it the guards hold on give me a second let me let me look up and see who they're missing well while you're doing that i'm gonna say my predictions because we're running close to time <laughs> um lots you guys um within the episode so we're gonna wrap up once john gets his information Rye, what are your predictions uh, I just think that, uh, well, I hope that the Buccaneers win because I just really don't like the Chiefs. But I feel like the team that I always want to win is going to be the team that loses the Super Bowl like last year when I was so excited that the San Francisco 49ers were winning and then they lost. So, but I still, I'm still going to give it to the Buccaneers and I'm going to give the MVP to Tom Brady just because I feel like nine times out of ten it goes to the quarterback anyway. Yeah, I don't really have a prediction as far as numbers, but all I have to say is I'm all for like patching the torch to the younger generation. You know, let people get their shot, take their shot. So I hope Patrick does become MVP, and I hope that the Chiefs do win. So that is my prediction. They won. They won last year. They had enough. Let's give it to the Buccaneers. Oh, he'll be You know, like be okay. Retire next year. John, do you have? Did you have that information? Yeah. So uh, the Chiefs have two starters out. They have Eric Fisher, the tackle. So I was right the first time. Um, and the another starting offensive lineman, uh, Mike Remmers, is injured, but he might play. He was a full participant in practice yesterday. Um, the other person that's out, other starter out for the Chiefs, is Willie Gay, linebacker, second level defender. Um, and I think those are those are pretty important players for the Chiefs. Uh, with Fisher out and the Bucks having one of the best defenses in the league, uh, he's the guy defending Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is injured; he has turf toe, um, which hasn't seemed to slow him down. But when you have half of your pocket collapsing from the outside the whole time, it, it's going to force him to run in one direction really consistently. And not to say he can't do it, but it will it will be challenging for him. Um, and Willie Gay being uh, a pretty good linebacker, you know, um, I, I think that's going to represent a vulnerability it, specifically to the running back, specifically in the running game. Yeah. Yeah, probably. All right, let's talk about the controversies real quick, and then we're going to – because we only have five minutes left, so I'm going to go through those really fast and then so wrap what, it up. What are people upset about? <laughs> So the first thing actually isn't like what people are upset about. It's like a problem that happened surrounding Super Bowl cities. And so last, uh, last month, uh, there was 71 people arrested in Hillsborough County, which is uh, the county that Tampa is in, that uh, as part of a sex trafficking sting led by the sheriff, Chad Chronister. So 
Um, I don't know if this is anything you guys know about, but like sex trafficking is something that occurs a lot, especially around when there's big games and there's a lot of people coming into the city. So they started a sting and not only that, but they, they gave um, hotel staff extra training. So they know how to uh, like see when someone, like when it's a sex trafficking situation so they could alert the police when they see something like that, which I think is really good that they're getting ahead of it before it happens because that's just something that really is a problem in America, especially in Florida where there's like a lot of sex trafficking already and now there's a Super Bowl coming. So, and then the second one is like kind of something I want you guys' opinion on a little bit, but like a quick opinion. Uh, so there's a controversy surrounding the Chiefs, obviously, because they, their name is the Kansas City Chiefs. And although they say that their name came from um, the, um, the mayor or whatever of, of Kansas City, the their stadium is literally called Arrowhead Stadium. So a Native American rights group is planning a protest on Sunday, on Super Bowl Sunday, to get the Chiefs to change their name and stop, stop fans from using an in-game tomahawk chop. So if you don't know what a tomahawk chop is, it's an action which involves moving the forehead, the forearm <laughs> forwards and backwards repeatedly with an open palm to simulate a tomahawk chopping. And it's often accompanied by a distinctive cheer, which can, is some, sometimes it's like kind of like Native American chant sounding, which is just completely kind of racist. And then last year, the team no longer allowed fans to wear face paint and Native American headdress to the games, which is a step in the right direction. But like I, I mean, the Washington football team had no problem changing their name to the Washington football team. So I think like they need to make moves in the right direction to, to change their name. What do you guys think? Do you guys, how do you feel about that? What's your opinion? Um, as far as that one goes, I think however it's handled, if they figure out they need to change the name or if they end up saying that it's okay, I think I'm for either one. I mean, if the or origin of that tradition is saying it's disrespectful, then I think it needs to be changed just because that's where it came from. I agree. Well, because John mentioned something earlier that the tradition started with uh florida seminoles and the florida seminoles are actually like they're really like tight-knit with the actual florida seminoles like the actual native american tribe so like i think in that instance it kind of it's okay because the if the tribe says it's okay then it's okay but if you guys are like culturally appropriating and you're not giving back to your community or the, the Native Americans at all, then I think that you need to change your name and find something else because you don't see football teams called the Tampa Bay white people or anything like that. Like, <laughs> I think it's just what you're saying essentially is like giving, you know, the team a, a blessing would be an acceptable or like an appropriate way of handling that situation. Exactly. But they don't have that. So Oh, don't wait. We do have the Yankees uh, in baseball. Isn't that? I feel like there's a lot of like things within, you know, um, like uh, within sports that is offensive because it's stuff that's based off of past, the past, you know, traditional things. And like, I just think maybe people, if someone says, like you said, it's bothering them, handle it, like figure out a way to handle it where, you know, you can compromise where every, you know, people aren't feeling so offended by like, you know, you know, times are 
they really are changing. So adapt with times and respect people. It's really not that hard. But my opinion is that there's and and Mariah mentioned this the other night in the car. Um, there's a difference between being offensive and oppressive, right? Um, it doesn't matter what you're gonna do. There, you're gonna offend somebody. It's just, are you, you know, are you marginalizing? Uh, a group of people who have traditionally been oppressed are you are you causing them any sort of damage or do they even care you know i'm not defending the chiefs at all by the way i i'd love it if the chiefs change their name and i do think that they're culturally appropriating and and there's a strong difference between fsu and their relationship with the seminoles and all these other teams taking that same uh tradition and and literally appropriating it from another culture right um, the Chiefs have actually in the past distanced themselves from the notion that they are, you know, it, it, in any way related to Native Americans. In fact, uh, I was reading about it today. So where was I? I would love it if the Chiefs got, you know, had to change their name. I think that they are culturally appropriating. Uh, they have moved on. Um, sorry, let me start over. They have sort of distanced themselves from having a native american heritage or, or any connection to it and they've gone on record several times to say that the, the name chiefs is, is not you know native american and they're naming themselves after a mayor of kansas city whose nickname was the chief even though you know they have all this other imagery associated with native americans it feels to me like appropriation and e even if it even if their intent isn't to uh, cause harm or appropriate the effect on, you know, certain communities, is that especially the the, the tomahawk chop in that context? You know, I, I've read people or talked to people who've said, "Hey, this feels like they they view us as like cavemen or you know lesser people, and it, it doesn't feel great, you know, to be uh, associated with savagery." And yeah, I, I literally mentioned that earlier when I was talking about this is like when when like colonizers came to America, they literally called the Native Americans savages and doing stuff like that kind of reaffirms like what they were saying about them earlier. And I just don't think that's OK. I agree. I, I said my my what I had to say, you know, it's simple as that we can all, you know, coexist and peacefully like compromise work it out and figure out a way to like make everybody feel you know like they're being respected but um that is actually it for our episode yeah. thank you so much william john Coley. this was such a great episode you know especially because i don't know a lot about like football so it was nice to have some perspective and different people who have actually like played the sport and you know and actually miss it too so thank you so much for joining us on this yeah, I had a lot of fun. Thank you for having us. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for drinking. Thank you guys. <laughs> Have a good night, guys. Drink safe. And uh, don't drink and drive, please. Anybody who's watching the Super Bowl tonight, nope. like anywhere, please, if you need to call an Uber, if you need to do whatever, if you're listening to this, nobody really lives in Oshkosh that knows me, but call me if you need a ride. Don't drink and drive. And drink responsibly. Like a lot of companies, cab companies, especially on big days like this, if you call them drunk and say, hey, I'm drunk, they'll take you free of charge. So even if they don't, it's still worth calling them, still worth trying, you know? Have a plan, you know, ahead of time, like plan it out ahead of time. So if you can afford to drink, you could afford to get a cab. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. Have a good night.
On our next episode of Drinking with Family, we will be discussing Black entertainment. Um, Although Black history is every day for Mari and I, we are doing this in light of February and Black History Month. Don't forget to follow us on all platforms. Give us a like on our Facebook. Stay tuned for the next episode. And thank you for listening to Drinking with Family.